0: Portage Health Foundation is excited to announce six projects sharing more than $105,000 in investments covering a wide range of improvements to recreational opportunities in Michigan's Copper Country. Projects include accessibility upgrades to Second Sands Beach in Lawns Township, a new groomer for Adventure Mountain, new signage for QAnon Nordic Ski Club, an outdoor ice rink that will launch this winter at Horizon School, recently completed trail upgrades in Copper Harbor, and site updates to Camp Josh in Onsenagan County. Learn more at phfgive.org. Welcome back to Segment 2 of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. We are, of course, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can find out more about them at phfgive.org. Pasty Fest is coming up this coming Saturday, one of the most delicious and fun festivals each summer in the Copper Country, and I thought we'd talk a little bit about that and some other things that are happening in and around Calumet with the Director of Main Street Calumet, Leah Polzin. Leah, welcome back to the program.
1: Oh, Todd, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: I mentioned the Portage Health Foundation. Let's start with this because they are supporting some of the farm markets that are in the area. And you, through the through Main Street Calumet and the several farm markets in the area, have kind of put your efforts together this summer to grow that little portion of our retail uh, industry here in the Copper Country. How is that working out?
1: It is, it's going really well. We have had a few... You know, we're we're having uh, some growing pains in in learning how to operate three markets. So um, Main Street Calumet, um, we've been working with the city of Houghton, the city of Hancock, um, and uh, then kind of multiple vendors and... Portage Health Foundation, Incredible Bank Foundation, to, we, we came together and formed, um, from the Ground Farmers Market Collective, which right now is really a committee of Main Street Calumet, and we are, um, working towards, we're actually hoping by October to have, um, our nonprofit status for that organization. So right now, um, from the Ground Farmers Market Collective runs the markets in Houghton, Hancock, and Calumet every week. So we, we've come together, um, to uh, hire a market manager, and then we also, with that, have been able to um, offer multiple food access programs. So in Calumet, we found that that was very successful in drawing customers.
0: Yeah, you were the first to offer SNAP and and bridge bridge cards, cards, things of that nature.
1: Yep. And so we are now able to offer all of those programs across all three markets. Um, And we're still working on building awareness for that, Um, but we offer... WIC and senior project fresh programs um husky fan um we offer snap or bridge card benefits you can use your credit and debit card um, well and even
0: that's a big thing these days because that's oh, it's huge you know if you're going to expect every vendor to come in And be able to handle credit cards and such. That's going to be a mess.
1: Right. And, you know, a lot of times when you're buying produce, you might only be spending $4. Uh, You know, you're buying a head of lettuce, some broccoli, uh, some kale, some dill, whatever it might be. You don't really want to run your card for $4 necessarily. Um, So it's great to be able to come to market. Um, I use this all the time myself, I show up at market, I'll buy $30 worth of tokens, and then I'll save them for a couple of weeks. You can use them in at all the markets. So, you know, they're a buck a piece. and go to your vendors and, you know, spend them, spend them however you need to. Uh, but it's super convenient. And there are a lot of people
0: who just don't carry much cash anymore because we whip out the card.
1: Absolutely, and I am guilty of that as well. So um, it, it really is very convenient, and I, it's funny because even myself, who I know we have credit and debit card processing, I, I will I will sometimes check my wallet and be like, oh, shoot, I don't have any cash. And then I get the wonderful surprise of remembering, oh, yeah, I can just use my card and buy tokens. Hey, so,
0: yeah. There has been an explosion in these farmer's markets Absolutely. this summer. There are new ones in Chassel and yes. South Range, and yep. uh, Mohawk, I think, has something going, yep. and uh, Bruce Crossing. Is, has a farm market yeah. going at this point that I just found out about. Uh, has this explosion cut down on the business that we've seen at some of the more traditional
1: markets? So I think um, what we're seeing, and well, it's wonderful, first of all, that we have a market, I think, almost like six days a week in the Copper Country. So yeah. if you want fresh produce, you can get it six days a week from a local producer. I think that's pretty darn amazing. Um And in terms of has it cut down on what, in Calumet, we have seen just continued growth. Great. Um, And we're a Saturday market in Calumet. So I think that that has something to do with that. You know, people are off on the weekend and it's an event. It's something so fun to do, um, go out to the market. Um, I think Houghton and Hancock... Houghton may have seen some reduction now, but we've also had some issues there where we have construction downtown.
0: Yeah, and, that's been a little bit tough to access. Yes, it moved right. for a couple of weeks. Exactly. And that didn't work, then they yes. moved it back. So, and then so right. this hate, may not be the summer to judge.
1: <laughs> right. I hate to mess with our customers that way in changing locations. It, it, it does um, tend to kind of mess up our... Um, you know, when you're not sure where it is, well, I don't want to attend because is it, do I need to park here or do I need to park over there? I don't want to walk and be in the wrong spot. So we are down, um, in, in kind of the traditional location and that it's been for several years in Hancock in the parking lot, just below the Sumi in Houghton. Yes. Um, and it will be actually moving again this fall when the, um, when the new uh, pier or dock is, is yeah, they're built. going to
0: start moving that uh, that dock construction in that yes. direction. So
1: so when that is complete, the the market in Houghton <clears throat> will will move out onto that space, which I think will be a beautiful location. Um, but it is going to be another shift for for that market.
0: Yeah, so good success going on that, and I'm assuming that uh, we're also hearing good things from our growers. We seem to be seeing more and more of them.
1: Right, and that is something that um, our Farmers Market Collective, so we have a market manager, his name is John Snyder, and, and we uh, intend to have a, a full-time year-round position so that we can have staff to assist farmers with, and um, in, in food producers with increasing their capacity because it's something that we see. Okay. It's awesome that we're able to, our, our farmers are able to produce what they, what they already are, but we know that, that we're only reaching a tiny portion of our population and we can produce a lot more food locally. Um, I think some of the brittleness of our, um, distribution systems in the past few years, we've seen how things happen with COVID and shipping and all of this kind of stuff. And it, it gets very important to, to, um. To eat, of course, um, and to support local food production so that, boy, if anything horrible ever happens, we can all still eat. Wouldn't that be nice? So yes. we eating wanna, is good. Eating is good. But I'm we, quite fond of it. Yeah, you can I, tell by I, looking at me. <laughs> ditto over here. Um, <laughs> but we want to support our farmers, our food producers, and make sure that we, we don't lose those skills. We increase their ability to make a living off of um you know, being a farmer, because that no. is not an easy gig. No, it's not. Uh, and we also would really like to increase our, our farm, farm-to-table farm and, and farm-to-school efforts. We want to see more local food and produce in our school systems. Um, and members of our collective are working on that, but also that we'd have some staff in the winter. We want to be able to have that year-round presence. There's a lot of work that can be done. We just need people to have that time to to put into it and it can happen
0: talking with leah polzian from main street calumet as we are airing this on sunday morning we are looking forward to the next calumet farmers market which will be this coming saturday from 10 until 2 and that'll be an extra busy one i suspect because it will coincide with pasty fest
1: yes pasty fest um yep saturday august 20th
0: and that is coming up uh and it's it's always fun I'll be there. I get to play this year. I get to play with the Copper Country Clown Band. I heard that. So I get to I get to play. I announced it for many years. You
1: did? But now I get to play. This is going to be cool. That's even more fun for you, I'm sure. Tell me of some of the things you have planned. So for Pasty Fest this year, we are bringing back the Pasty Eating Competition. That will return um, if anybody wants to find out how many pasties they can eat in five minutes, they can sign up. We have an online sign-up for that. We do limit it to six contestants because we only have so big of a stage. And how many pasties can we afford?
0: Yeah, because some people I know can put those things away. They
1: can put them away, yes.
0: So you <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> got to,
0: got to got to put a little limit on it to some respect. Now Absolutely. And before we get away from it, if somebody wants to sign up for this, how do they do it?
1: So MainStreetCalumet.com, and you're going to click on the Pasty Fest tab, and and uh, from there the pasty eating competition and there is a there's a sign up form right there. Okay. You could also if you look at Pasty Fest on Facebook or Instagram, um we have our, our links there as well. All right and so a pasty
0: judging it. contest again.
1: So we do. We have a pasty bake-off. And the way we do this, we, we switched a few years ago to to this method um, in order to allow more judges, so to speak. Uh, in the past, we had done a bake-off competition where we, maybe we had, say, seven judges or something. Yeah. We'd have a panel. Um, and and uh, a lot of people who would attend would say, like, I want to be a judge. I want to be a judge. Well, you know, you have thousands of people, and you only have seven judges. That's That we wanted to get more people. So, uh, what we, what we did was say, okay, if you are a commercial contestant, what we want you to do is give us a hundred mini pasties, sliders or four ounce pasties. Um, and we take one of those minis from each vendor and we package them in a nice package and we do a hundred of those. So we can have a hundred judges, so to speak. So you buy that kit, that pasty kit, which is usually $20. Um, and then you taste each of those pasties and you tell us which one is the tastiest. And that is how that contest is judged. Now, is there a
0: technique to this? Do you have to cleanse your palate between <laughs> each
1: pasty and a
0: little Mountain Dew or something uh, like that? What, what, what should, would be
1: appropriate for this? We should develop that. Um, I'm sure that there's somebody out there who has an, a wonderful technique, whether it's Mountain Dew or sniffing the coffee beans in between, something like that. Um, yeah, the
0: coffee people could come up the, with something. Well, absolutely. They could do this.
1: I should hit, hit them up over at Q&A Coffee Works. Yeah, they'll, they'll have a solution. they got solutions to everything They like sure that. do. And actually, Q&A Coffee Works will... Um, they are not a uh, a vendor selling um, pasties under our tent, but they do every year make an awesome menu of usually some specialty pasties. Like I think last year was maybe had duck, and I mean they they go all out. Duck. Uh, yes. Duck. And, and they were sold out in about forty five minutes. Ten thousand Cornishmen are spinning in their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> duck. They- Hey, pasties can be. I mean, we it's it's an excellent, delicious crust, right? And then whatever the filling is, yeah, could be a lot of different things.
0: So and and has been over the and years. Has Let's been. admit that.
1: Yep. So, yep. Absolutely. Um, a lot of our a lot of the pasties sold. The closest version tr- of mystery meat. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. Um, we will have typical. Uh, your a uh, uh, Upper Peninsula or Cornish Passy, some some of our vendors do have carrot in there, some don't. Um. And if you want a non-traditional specialty version, Keweenaw Coffee Works would be the place to stop for sure. So so
0: certainly, and certainly many pasties available to purchase and enjoy.
1: You betcha. We'll have thousands of pasties available.
0: And so that will be part of it. The parade, if folks want to be in the parade, we certainly encourage them to sign up in advance, but it doesn't cost anything. Nope,
1: no, no cost. Um, We just like to know who's coming so we can be thinking about how we line everyone up. Um, and absolutely, you can you can sign up online. You can email uh, info at MainStreetCalumet.com and just let us know you're interested in coming. That would be much appreciated. There is also an actual form you can fill out if you go to MainStreetCalumet.com and click on the pasty fest link. You'll see um, be in the parade yeah. uh, as an option. And... Um, we certainly welcome everyone to come and participate. It is a great opportunity to get in front of a lot of people. Um, so that parade is at 2 o'clock on Saturday the 20th. So lineup is uh, like about noon, 1230-ish. Yeah. Um, and it we line up next to the um, Calumet Township Fire Department on Mine Street in Calumet and then come right down 6th um, Street Extension in front of IGA and right into downtown Calumet past the post office. And
0: But again, if you can sign up in advance, please, that's very, very helpful yes. in terms of making sure that, uh, you know, groups that have music and things like that right. next to each other and absolutely and, and, and that uh, it makes it a good parade for everybody to view and to enjoy absolutely right so.
1: we ch- we try and keep it keep that lineup looking really nice and um maybe don't put the horses in front of the marching band and all that kind of thing i've been there <laughs> you've
0: been <yeah. laughs> up two three squish <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i've uh-huh. <laughs> been there and done that. Yes. Um, now, the parade starts at two pasty fest itself noon to four correct and uh, i think you've got entertainment in a couple of different venues
1: we do we'll have um live music um you can catch that on um so along fifth street we'll have live music in the farmer's market which is in the 300 block up in the 400 block in front of north end framing um you can catch matt bradley up there from two to four uh at 5th and um, Scott Street, which is right kind of by Cafe Rosetta, Copper World, the National Park Visitor Center, which is kind of the heart of our yeah. operation. Uh, it's where we have the most electrical access. Yes. Uh, little 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 um, behind-the-scenes stuff. That's where we, where we have to be in order to have all of those pasty warmers plugged in. Um, but we'll have music at 5th and Scott, 5th and Portland, 5th and Oak, and... Um, up in the four hundred block. Listen there, to so. the smarmy
0: trombone. And that
1: <laughs> yes, will be and t- that will be Todd. <laughs> and I, I can't remember off the top of my head where the clown band is going to be located. So, you, but it, it, it is, is on. Obvious once we start. You will believe me. hear them. Yes, it'll you be will obvious hear
0: them. once we start.
1: Yep. Um, what for the kids? Uh, so for the kids, we do have our return of our foam party or bubble party, whatever you like to call it. We have a giant bubble machine. Um, and we will have that set up next to Calumet Floral, um, on Oak street and it is a blast. I do recommend if you're bringing the kids out to please bring a towel for them, maybe a change of clothes because they will get all full of soap. We will have a little hose or something to spray them off so they're not all sudsy and soapy, but they will be wet. So um, maybe a Backpack and a towel and a change of clothes is a is a good option. But the, but the
0: good thing is, if you've been having trouble getting the kids to take a bath, there you go, you're you all just set. Put them in this, and we'll hose them down, and they'll be clean for like at least a car a wash.
1: Yep. So. Um, so we will have a phone party. We will also have a number of games set out um, right along Fifth Street where you can stop by in front of, um, say, Frozen Farms which is in the 300 block, they will have um, some, let's call them like carnival style pasty fest games okay. where you might be able to toss a pasty bean bag. Um, we'll also have an excellent uh, chalk chalkboard, uh, a stand-in board. I always... Try I, I don't know what the correct name is for this device, but you stand behind it and it has holes, face shaped holes. You put your face in that hole and on the front of this board oh, is a you, yeah, is you, a, you know, you somebody are takes a picture. Yes, you are the pasty or the carrot or the so um we'll have something like that set up. Um and see. I want to get onto some other things. Yes, that I absolutely. we have got a car show that's planned. I was just going to say we have to talk about the car show because we will have um, the annual um, Cool Cars from Near and Far car show. It does go to benefit the Keweenaw Heritage Center at St. Anne's. Registration is $10. You can register the morning of. So all of you uh, motorheads out there, we would love to see you with your awesome rigs downtown. Um we set that car show up right in the 100 and 200 blocks of Fifth Street. So that's the Copper World yeah. um, block and in, in, uh, down into in front of Calumet Floral. So um, we love people to come out and show off your vehicles. It's great, it makes for awesome ambiance and so fun to see.
0: Yeah, check out the full schedule and all of these opportunities about PastiFest at MainStreetCalumet.com. You've got it. And get involved. It's always a great time. It it's a delicious fun. time. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Bring the family out. And it's just so nice to have all of our festivals back and going full speed oh, this is, summer after yes. a couple of years. So yes. I want to move on to another topic, Leopold. Sure. And I want to talk about the effort that's underway to try to stabilize and salvage some of the wonderful historic buildings in Calumet. For years, people who visit Calumet have come to me and from out of the area and come to me and said, why doesn't somebody save those buildings? Oh. And my response is, first of all, it ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah. And secondly, once you save it, you still need to have something to do with it. You can't just go in and stabilize a building and turn it back into what it was 50 years ago and then let it sit there empty. So there's gotta be an opportunity for use as well. And there's an effort underway now to
1: try to basically meet both of those goals, you've—that's true. So um, hosting things like Pasty Fest is something that is very fun to do, and certainly part of our mission at Main Street Calumet to make our community really family-friendly and engaging. And our—you know—we want um, people to engage in our downtown. Um, but the other half or more of what my job really is, and and really what we feel that we must do in Calumet is stabilize and rehab buildings, we need commercial spaces that are viable for businesses to come to. So we have a lot of buildings in Calumet, we have an incredible building stock, it's wonderful architecture. But unfortunately, a lot of it has been um, just not maintained over the years. And that is extremely detrimental to the business climate there. Um, When you want to open a business and you don't have a viable commercial space to rent, that's obviously a problem. So we're Well, and it's, to... it's
0: extra frustrating when you look down the street and say, that would be perfect, oh wait. That would be perfect, oh no. right. So, right. moving buildings from oh wait and oh no <laughs> yeah. to being viable
1: yes. is a challenge. Right. So, what we have, we're seeing progress, which is awesome. So, we have a, a really good mix right now of private investment. We've had folks, uh, local people and people from out of the area who love Calumet and have have been reinvesting. So right now, if you come to Calumet, you'll see that there is a project ongoing in the Cafe Rosetta building. Um, The rear of that building is going to be Office space or a couple different office spaces being developed there, and the contractors are working like crazy on that building. It's gotten a whole new roof. They've, I've seen them pouring concrete inside the building, redoing, um, you know, internal walls in there, and it looks like the the exterior, we're going to have a lot of work done there as well. Um, I believe the entire sidewalk next to that building, um, which has been used for parking for many, many, many years. Kissel Chevrolet was in that space yeah, that for years. Our
0: dealership and
1: for you will see that um, the sidewalk restored there alongside um, the building along um, Scott Street, which will be a big change, but kind of bringing it back to a more, mm. a, just a different, it will have a different feeling. It will have a-
0: More of a downtown business ra- feeling. Yeah, it's, uh, it was always kind of an odd space for a car dealership right. of course it goes back to the went back many many years it was a gas station when, yeah. yeah
1: originally you know a, a hundred years ago yeah and then things things changed um but yeah so that project is ongoing there and then just uh into the next block there's another project on the corner it was the former bear brothers meat market that um a man named morton haugland um has come from from out of the area and uh is re- rehabbing. I mean, a beautiful project happening there and yes. the building is almost ready to be occupied. Uh, and then we had, of course, our horrible fire um, in a year ago in May.
0: And the good news is that at least the cleanup there is done.
1: It, that's correct. So cleanup is done. Um, and so we had three buildings that were just totally burned down, devastated yeah. by that fire and a fourth building, which um Folks may recall that Cafe Rosetta was in that building um, several years ago. Now, yes, then a while. Um, but we still sometimes refer to that as the old Cafe Rosetta building. <laughs> um, but that building is um, also has a a proposed project for it and a new owner and um, rehab of that building, as well as. Is definitely proposed um, and looks likely to move ahead. The fire site, we did receive from the state of Michigan a $250,000 um, grant, um, a Michigan enhancement grant for that space, and we'll be using um, that funding to. There are actually some uh, remaining structural elements in the ground there. That was not, that's not part of what EPA does when they do a cleanup, which is who came in and cleaned up the fire site. So they remove contaminants. They do soil, water testing, that kind of thing, but they do not take out like the old basement. Um, foundation walls so that is part of part of the funding we have will be used to to do that make sure everything is filled compacted correctly replacing sewer and water um, you know putting in new mains to that site so that's done Um, and then we'll also conduct some uh, community, um, community input sessions to gauge what the community is interested in seeing redeveloped on that site and of course you know People might say, oh, well, let's make it a another green space or another park. Um, but what we would really like to see is to, um, at least from, from the Main Street perspective, uh, to see a redevelopment on that site. So we, there were... I think around 40 folks who, who lived in that building. Um, we need long-term housing. Yes. We we need apartments. We need, you know, rehabbed or or new apartments. And, and we do need some viable commercial space, which, as I've just mentioned, we have people rehabbing buildings. Yeah. But we, we need commercial space and we need apartments. So um, we would love to see a development happen there. And we would like to uh, encourage the community to, you know, Maybe they can help us shape what that kind of development looks like, yeah. what it includes. Does it got have a got to wrap this up, but if people yeah. are interested
0: in helping in that effort, how do they get involved?
1: Um, I think the best thing to do for people at this point, specifically in the fire site, would be watch for announcements to come out. We will be holding community sessions where they can come um, probably in the evening and, okay. and participate.
0: Okay, very, very good. And, uh, of course, details at MainStreetCalumet.com about a lot of this. Uh, So, Leopoldian, thank you for coming in. Hope everybody comes out this coming Saturday to enjoy Pasty Fest. And uh, thank you for being on Copper Country today. Thanks
1: for having me. I appreciate it.